We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. My man, Mike Tanier, who made up a word this week that I had never heard of, joins me on the Western Hotline to try to explain to me what the hell Chumpzilla is. And, um... I think you'll do a good job describing that, won't you? Of course I will. You start with Godzilla, <laughs> but Godzilla is within you, and it's Godzilla that stomps around within you and turns you into a chump, and that's Chumpzilla. And that's the Buffalo Bills' greatest foe right now is the kaiju monster Chumpzilla that makes them play like chumps whenever there's a game that matters. And it is the games that matter, isn't it, Mike? It's it's the it's the Patriots, it's the Colts, it's games. Listen, this is a team that was five and one in one score games last year, Mike, and they're a team right now zero and four in those one score games. And short of just saying everything always goes back to the mean, everything the law of averages, right? Like that's the the, the things that I've been hearing this week. What comes down to this team's? And you you uh, posted a stat about their DVOA in like crunch time situations being twenty. 26th on defense and 28th on offense, or maybe it's flip-flopped. Um, what would you, in your assessment of this, what would you maybe say is the primary reason for that? Is it coaching decisions? Um, is it quarterback play? Is it offensive line play? Is it, you know, I don't know. What is it, I guess? After watching you know Monday night's game, I would say it was coaching decisions because, you know, that mix was sort of a, a general unreadiness for these big games, you know, when you're, when you're in the red zone and you're committing false start penalties at home, when you know, those points are a premium. Um, and, and just some of the, some of the game planning issues and some of the adjustment issues on Monday night, they look like problems, but it, it, that was that game. And when I look back at the Colts game and I look back at the Titans game, you know, sometimes it, it just, it's the feeling your team, if they're not good enough, they're not, they're not who they think they are. And when they face opponents that are stronger, when they're not out there beating the snot out of Texans, or the night out there beating the snot out of uh, the Jets or the Jacoby Brissett Dolphins or whatever, they're not who they say they are, and and it kind of hits them late in these closed games where it's like, okay, we need the big play, we need the extra physical play on defense, extra physical play on offense. Oh, no, we don't stack up. We don't stack up when we're facing the Titans at full strength or the Patriots. We only stack up when we're facing some of these weaker opponents. And I kind of go, I want to go back to like the Titans game in for, for instance, in this, but before we go to the Titans, let's talk more about this Patriots game on Monday night, because, you know, yeah. in, they were one in four in the red zone. And I want to say that if you were to put that game in a simulation and played it out with the stats, the way that they were and the, and the Patriots throwing it three times, the bills probably in a simulation win that 85 times. But I think <laughs> yeah. what that comes down to Mike is I said this before the game, 
And I think it rings very true right now. That game on Monday night was way more about Sean McDermott than it was about Josh Allen. And Sean McDermott did two things that I've never seen Sean McDermott do, which is after the game, give the give the media a quote. He yeah. never, ever, 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 Mike, ever, 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 gives the media a quote. He won't, he'll barely, he will barely have a heartbeat on the stage after a game. He gave them the juiciest quote I have ever heard Sean McDermott mutter. It was Rex Ryan-esque. Like, and then on the sidelines during that game, I saw his heart rate through his head in that little vein on the side of his head <laughs> pounding in a way that I've never seen. So, like, how uncharacteristic was that game for Sean McDermott? And how much of that had to do with Bill Belichick being able to simply know exactly how to get under the opponent's skin? And I, I want to go back to another Rex Ryan quote. This is crazy that I'm going to channel him two times in one segment in one question. Uh-huh. But... Rex said last year, or his last year with the Bills, that when he got ran over, he the the term on this station in the coach's interview during the week, somebody said that they got ran over by the Patriots, and he took such offense to that. There's a level, when you're an old-school mm-hmm. defensive coach, and you get, yeah. quote, run over by the run game, right. you... They take it bad, dude. They'll let you throw. They'll let you throw for 500 yards, but you run for 200, and so help them God. How much of that game and the uncharacteristic way that Sean McDermott was for that game should maybe concern people about his level. I think a lot of people viewed him as like a top 10 coach going into this year. Have you veered away from that at all? Like, what are your thoughts of him after that Monday night game? Uh, I mean, a top 10 coach, I'm still kind of okay with that, with the, with, you know, the body of work we've seen over the last three years. It's, you know, the coach of the year candidate that he looked like in week five, that guy's gone. That guy's gone, and, and I've made a couple of remarks to the effect that your offensive coordinator seems like he was spending Mark Davis's money since uh, since uh, since September in his brain and sort of game planning, and I guess we can talk about that a, a little bit along the way. But there, there's a couple elements that. First of all, I don't know if they win that simulation, the simulation league, 85 times 100, because because your touchdown came on a you know, a, a, a punt bouncing off the return man's mm-hmm. helmet. How, how how often does that happen right. for you know a Bill Belichick team in the in the in the simulation? So I don't necessarily know about that. If Bill Belichick can get under his skin, that's a problem because he coaches in the AFC East. And <laughs> if we don't, if we haven't solved that problem in year four or year five, then it's never going to go away, and it is a, a crippling, crippling problem there. So, so you know, I, I really don't know. That's it. But you, the, the decision that he made that baffled me, and that the soundbite I came away from wasn't necessarily so much, uh, you know, don't give the other guy credit or whatever. It's when they start talking about McKenzie, the return man, being deactivated. It's like, well, you know, he fumbled a couple weeks ago, and therefore I'm afraid of him in the wind with a kickoff return and a punt return. It's like, are you are are you playing to lose? Are yeah. you that timid? Are you that way? If this guy can't handle a punt in the wind, why is he on the roster in the first place? Right. And if you're going to deactivate him, did anyone along the way say, hey, you know what helps a lot when you're when you're going to have to run the ball a lot? Somebody who can catch a screen. Somebody who can run jet sweep. Maybe we should have our return <laughs> man involved in the offense more to do those things. And all of that goes back to. You're outsmarting yourself. Yeah, you are playing not to lose. Like at, at a at a roster level, you're playing not to lose, and of course, you're failing at that. Mike, I I want to ask you too of your impressions of the quarterbacks from that game. Obviously, Mac Jones throws the ball three times, and I kind of want to ask yeah. you symbolically, 
what that may be because there was this thought going into the game that surely this is not Mac Jones' makeup. This is not going to be the type of game if he throws 25 times that the, the right. Patriots would lose. I think everybody agreed with that. But three times right. is 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 something. On the other yeah. side, Josh Allen threw the ball 30 times, and there were a couple of instances where it looked like um, the win played the fa- played a factor, but really it wasn't in his ball. It was in the receiver's ability to go and track yeah. it down. I felt, yeah. and I came away pretty damn impressed with his ability to spin the ball in that wind, but what does... Yeah. Is there maybe something more for the future of the quarterback situation in New England that you should be concerned about if they can't throw the football in the 30 and 40 mile per hour winds in the cold with their quarterback? I mean, they play in the Northeast and they're going to play seven, eight games a year where it's cold and windy. And I just wonder, like, how sustainable is the whole Mac Jones thing? Bill Belichick is hiding his rookie quarterback. He's protecting his rookie quarterback. He's hiding him. He's protecting him. He's been doing it all year. That was a very extreme example. Uh, Patriots fans are in denial about this because they want him. <laughs> they want it to be the next Brady, and that was just a brilliant game plan by Belichick. He's not hiding anything. He would have thrown. No, he's completely doing everything he can. To, this kid throws more screen passes on third and twelve than than like a Kirk Cousins impersonator. Uh, you know, and, and it's just and they convert them. They, you, you know. I, you see, listen, I mean, I, I'll read the New England, you know, third and 12, they get a 14-yard screen pass. It happens like four times in a game. And then they'll write seriously, why the screen pass is like uh, Mac Jones' signature play because he's so clever running it. Like, come the heck on, grow up. They're hiding this kid. Now, the, the main thing is, of course, you can hide your rookie quarterback and you're winning a lot. You can develop him as you go because he's not taking 15 sacks a game. He's not in the public eye saying, you know, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence, anything like that. You can develop him in the long term, but you're right. He hasn't demonstrated a lot yet, and I I always warn people. It's like, please do not evaluate the the young quarterback or, or, you know, the backup when he always has the lead and he always has good field position. And when you watch a uh, a Patriots game, they're always leading. The defense is shutting everybody down, running games hopping. They're always around midfield because somebody makes a mistake or whatever. That makes any quarterback look good. So so that's where they are with him. I'm not going to bury him for the future by any stretch. But, like, you know, you heard of Aikman a couple weeks ago. They found their quarterback for the next 18 years. Come the heck on. They found a kid who can throw screen passes and hand the ball off to their running backs and play behind, a, you know, a bunch of old Brady protectors on the offensive line, and that's what they've got. You know, though, I do – I will say this, Mike, is there have been times that I, – I, here's the really – the elite thing I'll say that Mac Jones maybe possesses is an understanding of his own limitations in building a way to throw the football in today's NFL with those limitations. Because he, he, I I said this to Mark Schofield that when I watch him play, I watch a guy that throws like such a catchable football where sometimes on Monday night, Josh Allen was throwing a four seam that would make Randy (laughs) Johnson jealous. Like there was that first throw of the game to Dawson mm-hmm. Knox that Dawson Knox threw, uh, dropped, and it hit him in the broken hand that he has. Like, mm-hmm. I have never seen a quarterback wind up and throw a football with that oh. level of velocity. I wish there was a gun on that. I, I would I would, yeah. I would, would kill to have a speed gun on that throw. What, what, what you're doing, and I guess what Mark was doing, is taking he doesn't have a good arm and turning it into an asset. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and in the case of Josh Allen throwing into a 40-mile-an-hour wind, you're taking has the best arm in the NFL and turning it into a, 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 de- a detriment. 
Uh, you know, like he doesn't get that ball's not going to arrive in these situations, if it's, especially like when he was throwing into the wind yesterday. But but that's it. You know, Trent Edwards threw a very touchable, uh, catchable ball. Remember yes, him? Yes. He, he didn't. He didn't have a good arm at all. And that's what you're looking at. What you're seeing is somebody where every, every throw that is successful is schemed up. Yeah. That he can get. Yeah. He can drop it in there, and that's it. And you can do that consistently against bad opponents when you always have the lead, when you're not facing. You know, you're not down by ten and need two scores in the fourth quarter. It's like, yeah, dump it to Kendrick. Born and watch a bunch of you know uh, uh, Tennessee Titans guys uh, trip over each other trying to cover them. So that's again, I, I'm not burying Mac Jones because there are quarterbacks who are very successful with like B plus B B arms out there. But yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at when when everything's going right. Even the bad stuff you do looks pretty good. Uh, senior analyst over at Football Outsiders, also contributor over at the New York Times Sports page, is Mike Denier here joining me on the Western Hotline, one of my favorite follows on Twitter and one of my favorite overall uh, writers and content creators. Mike, I, I want to ask you two more things, and I want to stick with the Patriots, and I want to get your overall thought on who the Patriots are because they're the number one seed in the AFC right now. The Bills will have an opportunity to go to New England in two weeks, revenge themselves. Where do you stand on the Patriots? Like, are they... If, you, if I asked you to put a gun to your head today and you said, uh, if I asked you to, who is the two teams in the AFC championship game come January, whatever, is the Patriot, are the Patriots one of them? Yeah, right now it looks like the Chiefs and Patriots because I don't trust your Buffalo Bills up there to seal out these victories. I don't trust them to seal out against the Buccaneers. I don't trust them to seal it out in a rematch. Whereas the, the Patriots, they're, they're one. You know, they got you guys again. They got the Colts, and that's it. So in the AFC where everything is volatile. Yep where every team is up and every team is down week to week, the team that doesn't have a, the team that has a, a very high floor but isn't going to have like a really terrible game is the king, and, that, and that's the Patriots. Mm. They, their weakest, and again, a couple, you know, a couple months ago against the Saints, they got hammered. But on their worst day, they're more or less kind of okay. And on their best day, they're, they're great, but I don't think they're, you know, uh, you know, Buccaneers on their best day, they great, or Packers on the best day, or Bills on their best day, great. So that low volatility is going to get them into the playoffs. And look at the way the playoffs are stacking up right now. Yep. Explain the Ravens to me. They're basically I a can't. mash unit. That's, yeah, they're a mash unit at best. The Titans are a mash unit. So you're going to go in there and say, oh, we can run the ball, play defense. We don't do anything stupid on special teams except one, one punt bounces off a guy's head. You're going to beat a bunch of teams. That's what you're going to do. The Bengals are going to go into the playoffs and have one of their brain cramps and, 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 and fall apart. The Titans are going to run out of dudes. The Ravens are going to run out of dudes. The Patriots are the ones that are going to move through that. Again, the Bills can, can have something to say about that still, but the yep. Chiefs are going to do their own thing because they, they have a lot of ways. that they, when, when they get on, they're, they're still better than anybody else. Mike, last thing for you. <laughs> Ur- Urban. Ur- Ur- Urban Meyer. Um <laughs> So this 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 Tom Pelissero piece. Um, yeah. How does Shad Khan let him coach tomorrow? I that's a good question. I would I would seriously consider. I, I guess you've got to coach tomorrow, but I would consider a Monday firing. Like like the idea that you create that much tumult right now is is kind of crazy. But I would consider a Monday firing after this. This sounds like a very very insecure man. Uh, yes, incredibly. Like, yeah. Like almost like dangerously insecure in terms of like what kind of ridiculous things he's starting to think now that he doesn't you know get ten guaranteed wins a year by by being a powerhouse coach and yeah I mean the, the report is talking about how he you know he's ordering coaches to tell what what have you ever won I won it's like Joe Bluth level stuff you know I'm the guy in the two hundred dollar suit you don't tell me what to do and, and 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 that's and that's like you can't you can't consider because this becomes 
just cancerous metastasizing across the entire organization. Coaches quit, players leave. There's a story there about Marvin Jones. Yeah. Who is like one of the most mellow, like A plus, A plus, plus, plus character dudes in the NFL. And he walks out like George Harrison walking out in the middle of get back, saying, I'm not talking to you guys anymore, has to be called back in. It, that kind of thing, you cannot let that fester. You certainly cannot let that fester beyond you know, January 6th or whatever. But you're right. If I, if I was Shad Khan, I'd be thinking – Maybe Monday morning. Let's just get the heck out of here. Promote one of the internal coaches and move on. I'm so, for me though, Mike. I'm just absolutely befuddled and shocked that the guy that hired a former baloney salesman as head coach in San Francisco is also having these issues <laughs> in Jacksonville. I mean, caller me shocked that Trent Belk is the one behind all of this absolute ridiculousness. But like, I, at the end of the day, like they are sacrificing their quarterback for this, and and the the. The quote in that piece about how the reason James Robinson went back in the game is because Trevor yeah. Lawrence had to put his foot down. Uh, to me, though, yeah. Mike, all of this, what what makes me concerned is that it takes a Tom Palacero piece for this to come to light and them not have already fought. Knowing this is happening, how he's still right. there is just, it's beyond me, man. It's it's. He, he survived He survived the lap dance. When he survived yes, the lap dance, yeah. I think I think Shad just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about wrestling and soccer. Wake me up on January 8th. And, and he should he should get set that wake up call. Earlier. I just I wonder what kind of bulletproof vest Urban Meyer wears that he still is married and still has his job after the lap dance. I just like that to me. <laughs> that guy, you he could do anything. I, I'm I'm convinced at this point. Mike, I appreciate oh, you, brother. Thanks goodness. as always for for your insight, your humor, and uh, and everything else. Your commentary. Appreciate you, brother. Enjoy the weekend of games, and uh, we'll chat soon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.